What's up, everybody? Welcome to Coast to Coast, Florida. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, when you, you threw Coast to Coast in there, Mo, I had to think of uh, Space Coast, Coast to Coast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, sorry, this is the Moving to Florida show. I am Judson. He is Mohit. And uh, we are Florida Realtors here coming to talk to you about uh, the differences in the different coasts of Florida. Right. Uh, we've got uh, we got East Coast and West Coast in Florida. I think anywhere else in the country, you talk about the West Coast, you're thinking about California, yeah. right? You're thinking about Oregon, but we have a West Coast here in Florida too, right on the we Gulf. Do. So let's talk about it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So East Coast and West Coast. Obviously, the East Coast is the Atlantic, and the West Coast is the Gulf, right? That's it's that right. simple. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, podcast done. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we do have, there's definitely differences in the coasts. Um, and you know, of course, as you guys know, Florida, uh, a big majority of Florida is a big peninsula. Um, so the peninsula that sticks down heads north to south and, uh, you can drive coast to coast in a couple hours in some parts, I'm sure. Um, I don't know if there's any road that really heads straight, you know, east to west across. It's it's always going to be kind of, uh, I think most of the roads, think about, I'm thinking about like I-4. Right. I-4 runs um, southwest, northeast from somewhere from Tampa yeah. um, up to Daytona area. Yeah. Um, that that stretch probably take you close to three hours, I guess. Uh, yeah, more or less, depending on traffic on I-4. Uh, yeah, and then once you get to the West Coast, you're going to get on 75, I guess. That's the West Coast uh, major highway is 75, I-75. And if you go to the East Coast, it's I-95. So uh, I, I know a lot of people from uh, the East Coast of, of, the sta- of, of, of the country use I-95 to come down. So that's what they're familiar with is the East Coast of Florida. And people who from the Midwest, right. they yeah. usually use I-75 to come down to Florida. And they'll usually end up in the West Coast of Florida. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and I think there's a kind of another coast. It's kind of the same. But when we talk about Gulf Coast, we've also got the Panhandle. Um, which is a little bit a little bit similar, but a little bit different from the the beaches and stuff of the other Gulf Coast yeah. of the East Coast, <laughs> or I'm sorry, of the West yeah. Coast of Florida. A, a little bit different. So yeah, let's get into that. Um, to me, one I think distinctive difference between you know if we're talking about the Gulf Coast and the East Coast is the sand. You definitely get a different sand. Yeah. Um, on the different mm-hmm. one, different coasts, um, on the, on the Atlantic side, on the East coast, you get the more of the thicker, heavier sand, the brownish um, greenish be, sand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit darker. It gets hotter. Yeah, it does. Um, on the Gulf coast, you get more of the sugar sand, especially up in the panhandle. That's where you really get the really lightweight kind of fluffy sugar mm-hmm. sand. And, uh, I think we were up in Destin, uh, earlier this year, we had a little trip up there and, we like, you know, we've gotten so used to going out down here and we're like walking out. You, you wear your flip flops until you get to your spot. And then you pull them off and like run down to the beach because the sand's hot. And we're like, wait a second. The sand's not yeah. hot. Like it just that that sugar sand does not retain. No, nope, it doesn't uh, like the sands on the East Coast. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's easier to maneuver in the West Coast on that sand. Like when you're walking and stuff, I feel like I'm always sinking over <laughs> sinking. Yeah. <laughs> over in the East Coast. Uh uh, especially when we go to Daytona and stuff like that. So, well, as you know, Daytona used to be a destination for spring breakers. So whenever spring breakers came down here, they would go straight to the East Coast and go straight to Daytona and party it up there. Now I believe it's flipped. Everyone goes to the West Coast. To the yeah, Gulf? to the Gulf yeah. area. Well, they go to the Panhandle a lot. Yeah, they go to the Panhandle. Uh, again, it's the white sandy beaches. 
Yeah. Well, one thing about Daytona, again, we're, we're back to the East Coast. Over in Daytona, one of the few places you can drive on the beach. Yeah. Um, so there are areas of Daytona beach that you can drive on the beach. Usually you have to pay like a daily admission. Um, it's not too bad. 10 or 15 bucks. Yeah, I think. Terrible. And, but you can, you can actually drive down on the beach. Now, I mean, you can't drive all the way down to the water, no. but I mean, kind of handy, you know, instead of having to park in a parking lot and cart all your stuff out, you just drive right out on the beach, you park and you can pull, you know, your ice chest or your canopy or whatever, just right out of your car and have everything right there. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Now I'm not much into fishing. I I know you're, you're into fishing a little bit. Uh, I've been fishing before. So what would you say, (laughs) what would you say most fishermen's go to? They go to the Gulf or they go to the Atlantic? to go fishing. I think it probably depends on where they're located and what kind of fishing you're right. doing. I know one of the most popular spots that I hear a lot uh, about fishing is um, the inlets. Yeah. So, um, uh, oh man, it's escaping me now. Um, I want to say Ponce Inlet, if I'm remembering right, yeah. um, is one of the ones on the East Coast. And an inlet is, I mean, just what it sounds like, it's a place where water can go in or out. So you've got the you've got the intercoastal, which is basically a big waterway, but behind the barrier island, and then the barrier island, and then it's ocean. Well, this is an area where the water goes in and out. So as the tides change, the water could be going one way or the other. Um, but because you have like this combination of fresh water and salt water, you actually get a lot of activity and a lot of wildlife around that area. So um, I've been fishing there before. Uh, my my pastor at my church is actually a big fisherman. He loves fishing. Yeah. And um, I had been curious about fishing at the inlet, and so I went with him. And it was pretty cool. I mean, we're out there on the pier um, fishing. Mm. You know, we caught a few different things. We were trying to catch uh, snook at the time. Oh. Snook were in season. Um, and we were actually – we didn't catch – much we were fishing with like you know we stopped at a bait shop and got some shrimp and stuff like that um but they did they were out of live bait but he had a cast net and a school of these little like i don't know what they were some sort of bait fish swam by like a whole school of them and he saw him and grabbed his net and he's like running down the pier with (laughs) one of those i don't know what i can't think of what it's called we we didn't look up our terms uh but like the the big net that you throw out and um, catching like he threw that out yeah, and it so it lands on him. He only ended up pulling up a couple of these bait fish, but we put one on, and I caught. It was actually an overslot uh, snook. So slot is like you can only keep them between. I don't know what it is, but let's say it's thirty two and forty two inches. Right. If they're smaller than that, you got to throw them back. If they're bigger, you got to throw them back. Mine was like forty five inches. It was a big snook. Oh wow! So, yeah. so he had caught one smaller than slot earlier, and then I caw one over. Okay. Uh, so we did have throw to throw back it back, in. but it was pretty pretty cool experience. Yeah. That's supposedly a really good fish to eat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the inlets are where I see people fishing a lot. I think deep sea um, is more of a Gulf thing, yeah. maybe. Deep though sea I fishing. think maybe that may be a misnomer because you don't really have super deep water in the Gulf, yep. at least by you know deep ocean comparison. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've been I have been deep sea fishing once in the Gulf, though that was when we lived in Louisiana and we went out of South Louisiana, um, which was a cool a cool experience too. Yeah. Um, Ended up hooking sharks and uh, several different kinds of tuna, which was delicious. I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but back to the back coast. to the coast. Now uh, it all depends on, on anyone who's planning on moving to Florida and want, wants to move to the coast. I mean, it all depends on the vibe you want, right? So if you want, if you're coming from like New York and you're used to the hustle bustle, the the fast paced life, and you still want to go to the beach and read a book, I would say Miami would probably be your best place. Uh, the East Coast. Now, 
Uh, you still get the you know the the metropolitan lifestyle, you know the big shops, the restaurants, all that good stuff. But at the same time, you can go down to the beach and just chill out too. So I know a lot of New Yorkers love Miami because it's very similar as far as um, a major metropolitan city uh, to that. And then I would say Tampa would be a number, a, a very close number two, Clearwater, Tampa. Uh, if you're into like the sports vibe. Tampa and the Clearwater area is phenomenal. You, I mean, you have the Bucks playing there. You have uh, the Lightnings out there. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays <laughs> is out are out there. It's baseball. It's baseball, right? yeah. Uh, so I mean, you get you get all three facets of, uh, of you know professional sports out there. So if you're a big sporting fan and you want to move to the coast, I would say like the Clearwater Tampa area would probably be the best uh, for you. Now I know a lot of folks like that calm, peaceful chill chill vibe i would then recommend i would rec- personally recommend being being down there like a sarasota area um that area is pretty nice too um uh, naples i know ian just went by there we just talked about it last yeah. week about ian <laughs> but i mean all that place all those areas will get recovered within the next six to eight months real quick so if you're still planning on moving down there i'm sure the property values <laughs> have tanked a little bit over there <laughs> because of the hurricane but um yeah if you want like a very you know chilled out vibe and you know not not too much craziness going on i'd say naples would probably be really really cool uh sanibel island those type of areas that are uh in the west i would say west coast and very chill i mean we've been talking about a lot about the west coast but there's some east coast stuff that are really really cool too daytona beach has always been very popular with everybody and there's a lot of gift shops and it's a very touristy vibe out there uh daytona i think daytona though is one of the most affordable yeah beach towns right agreed uh, in, in florida really anywhere in florida from what i've yeah. seen um i think vero beach could be another one i'm not as familiar with vero mm-hmm. beach but um you know a more more affordable especially if you don't want to be like right on the beach you know if you can if you're good being 15 minutes from the beach you can get a home in vero uh, i know a couple of years ago under 300,000 well under 300 yeah, yeah. um thousand you know i don't know exactly what that's looking like today but definitely a more affordable market uh i do want to go real quick back to uh, just because we did mention hurricane ian and uh sanibel island uh sanibel island causeway was the the big bridge that was taken yep. out by mm-hmm. ian uh, i just saw an article earlier today that they actually have the causeway reopened oh fantastic um i don't know if it's you know permanently repaired but maybe it's kind of like that pine island bridge where they've gotten it temporarily where vehicle fixed. or traffic can get yeah. through so they've got you know the um the safety and rescue crews going in the electrical crews and right. all that can actually get into sanibel island now so that was great news to yeah, hear. yeah that's fantastic i mean uh, that's pretty quick how they got that those bridges up there amazing, yeah that's amazing right? I mean, within 48 to 48 hours, they were up and running and, you know, you got the emergency crews coming back and forth. At least they can get there and whatnot. I mean, I know uh, it's only you only you can only do so much on a helicopter. (laughs) So get so again, uh, I'm glad those bridges are back open so people can, you know, at least get to some kind of safe ground. Um, I got another one for our our coast, so Gulf Coast, and this would be both the Panhandle and the West Coast versus the East Coast. One thing that really stuck out to me, um, again, I'm from Louisiana originally. When we went to the beach, it was always Gulf Shores. I actually had family that lived in Bay Minette, Alabama. Right. They were about an hour from Gulf Shores. So like growing up, if I went to the beach, it was Gulf yeah. Shores. Um, and I remember the first time I went to to the Atlantic, um, was probably about 10 years before actually moving to Florida, somewhere in there. Uh, so we're talking, 
actually no it would have been 2008 i think it would have been 2008 was the first time i actually probably saw the atlantic and i remember thinking how deep the beach looked in other words like how i'm like you walk over the sand dune and it's still like 100 yards before you get to the water at least we were up in jacksonville at that time and it was crazy to me how much like sand you had to cross before you got to the water because i was used to these shallower beaches Mm -hmm. you know Yeah, so that was a that's a big difference to me. It still sticks out to me a lot of times, and it definitely varies from beach to beach. But a lot of in a lot of places, if you're on the Gulf, you know, you you go out on the beach. You're not dragging that ice chest too terribly <laughs> far before you plop it down. But on a lot of the Atlantic beaches, man, you got a haul to get right. out to the to where you're actually going to plop down and, and sit very down. Very true, very true. Uh, speaking of experiences uh, on the on the beach, uh, when I first moved to Florida, um, my parents wanted to go to uh, Daytona. Just, you know, spend a week there, check it out, check out the vibe over there. Uh, not knowing it was bike week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so we go out there. You know, we we have a couple of friends that own a couple of motels and stuff out there. So uh, we gave them a little buzz that, hey, we're coming through. We should be there in a couple hours. They're like, are you f- serious? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're like, yeah. Are you on the chopper? Yeah, exactly. Uh <laughs> Are you guys coming for Bike Week? No, we're not coming for Bike Week. What is that? We never, we never knew there was this thing called Bike Week here, until you move here, and then literally we got there and it was at least three to four hundred thousand bikes on the road. Man, it was absolutely. We're talking Harley's here, Harley's. Folks, by the way. Bike Week, Bike Week, Bike Week is motorcycles. Yeah, Harley's antique bicycles, um, bikes, and uh, and it was just craziness. And you know. I mean, I was maybe 15, 16 years old. I mean, these guys with cut off sleeves, the sleeves worth of tattoo. I'm like, man, where did I land? <laughs> oh, man. And one, one of the, while we were, you know, driving around, one of the guys, because uh, you can see the hotels and motels right, you know, right while driving. And one of the guys had his motorcycle and he was revving it inside his room with his door open. I'm like, this is some kind of craziness that's going wow. on. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wouldn't go recommend. I mean, if you don't have a bike and you know, and you know, you're not into that whole bike scene, uh, Bike Week wouldn't be a smart idea to go to Daytona. <laughs> but it was really, really cool to see that. I mean, like so many different bikes. You got to be very careful while driving because you're probably one of three cars that are out there during that time. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the few that didn't know better. <laughs> that didn't know better. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, it was a cool vibe, though. That was our first time there. And then, uh, obviously, you know, we go to the Space Coast. The Space Coast is in Melbourne, Satellite Beach, that whole area there. I think that is a very chilled out area, too, like the Melbourne Beach area. Not too many people yep. go yep. there. I mean, it's still East Coast Beach, so you get that that dark brown uh, sand and whatnot. But it is really nice and very peaceful out there. Yeah, you know that is something else that uh, that you don't get on the east on the west coast that you do on the east coast is the space coast. So you yeah. get shuttle launches, yeah, exactly over there. Pre- man, they are pretty regular. I mean, it oh, yeah. seems like two three times a week these days. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm always looking. I was like, yeah, we we launch this satellite or we launch that or launch this. I mean, we have not only NASA there. You got SpaceX there now. I think uh, Virgin uh, Space Airways is out there now. U- ULA, ULA United Launch yep. Alliance. Yeah. And a lot yep. of these engines. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. 
Well, we, we came out uh, a couple of days ago. My son wanted to go see, you know, the Halloween decorations have started popping up in the neighborhood. Yep. So we, we went out for a walk after dinner uh, to go see it. And we stepped out the front door and looked. And it's, by the way, it's been a full moon recently. Yeah. So we're just coming off of a full moon. Um, but it was a full moon and it was just on the horizon. And like we looked and when we stepped outside, there was a rocket launch. We had no idea, but you could see, we could still see the rocket going up. So you could see the, the kind of smoke trail, which gets kind of a little wiggly. And then you could see where it separated. And then you could still see, it looks like a bottle rocket off in the distance going up. And we're in Claremont. Uh, I'm in Claremont. So that's West of Orlando, but you know, we can see that from here. Absolutely. And we could still see it going up and the full moon. And like, it was just that perfect, like uh, sunset, sun was setting. And so it was like almost like, it was like orange and purple. Oh, man it was such a cool yeah. view i tried to get some photos for our for our facebook page but man it it just didn't i would say that would probably be a, one of the big highlights of living in the central florida area especially in the orlando area is you get to see these launches from far i mean you, you're, you're not that yeah, close yeah. but at the same time you could you don't have to deal with the you traffic don't have to deal either. with the traffic you don't have to you know deal with all that all the craziness that goes on when whenever there is a launch but you get to see it from where we live which is really 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 cool um if you're into that stuff but i mean even if you're not into it it's, it's pretty neat to look at something like that Oh yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, like I said, it was so cool to just step out the front door. We were going to look at Halloween decorations and we're like, here's this like just beautiful scene of a rocket launch and right. the full moon and everything. It was so cool. Yeah. And I have seen some videos by it. So, I mean, look that up guys, if you want to check it out, I've seen some videos of people that were closer to right. it. And I saw a video of like, you can see the rocket sitting on the pad and going up and it actually transits the moon. It like went in front of the moon from that view, which was pretty oh, cool. That's neat. That is really neat. Yeah. Now they didn't. They didn't have the like purple and orange kind of sunset <laughs> vibe that we had going on. But you know, and you can feel the sonic booms when they do come back here. Sometimes, if if you're paying attention, I don't think I've ever felt one of those. <laughs> if you're paying attention, yeah. you'll feel the sonic booms, especially the I think big ones. We just ones. mistake them for the Disney. I think we just mistake them for the fireworks. Disney fireworks. <laughs> we hear that every night. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? That's probably the same thing with the with the rocket launches. It depends on the way the winds are blowing yeah. and and probably the environmental factors because. Sometimes we can't hear them at all, but you know, if I step out in my backyard, I can see yeah. them. And other times, I'm inside. Like I'll be outside and I can see them, but no sound. Yeah. Other times, I'm inside, like in my office here with the door closed, and I'm like, "House is rattling." <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, but it's you can hear yeah. that. Boom. Yeah, you can hear that that echo in the, the distance. Sonic you know? boom. The sonic boom. Yep. Yeah, that is a really really cool thing too. Um, anything else you want to add from the coast side? I know. Uh, um, we didn't talk much about the southwest side, which would yeah you know, would be Fort Myers and Naples and stuff. But there's more out there. There's yeah. Jupiter out there as well. Uh, yeah. Well, I know one thing we mentioned the barrier island. Yeah, the barrier so islands. pretty much, pretty much all down the east coast, you have a barrier yeah. island, and then for a lot of it, you have the Indian Atlantic River and or the Banana River. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's points like from here, from Orlando, if you're driving, uh, over to Cocoa beach, like you're going and you go up on a bridge, you cross the banana river, big body of water, and then you all, and then you're on land for a minute and then you cross the Indian Atlantic river, which is the intercoastal. Yeah. And, you know, so you cross two big bridges before you actually get to the beach. Um, on some parts of the Gulf Coast, you have a barrier island, but there are, I believe, parts of the Gulf Coast where you straight to the beach. You know, now, now, so kind of like Tampa, right? Would be not an example of that. You've got the bay, so you go to Tampa, then you cross over the bay, which is a pretty big crossing. It is, 
and then you're in then you're in like Clearwater St. Peach and that that's when you get to the beach. But I believe down around Naples you've got kind of a similar thing to that, but you've got basically a big big landmass there. Yeah. So it's not like like you have on the East Coast what you really have is a a pretty skinny strip of land and that's what we refer to as that barrier island. Whereas on the Gulf Coast you've got more of the big chunks of land um there to to get to the beach yeah also i think the gulf coast is also known as the culture florida's cultural coast as well just read that (laughs) somewhere yeah well you know mo if we if we go way back to when we first started recording this show um we talked about the different coasts of florida do you recall i do i do that was like our earlier shows like way about two years ago Right, and we did have some different people on from from different parts of uh, the different coasts, and maybe that's something we need to revisit because it's been man a couple of years at this point. Yeah, um, but but maybe that's something that we need to to revisit and come back to and talk about all the different coasts. Yeah, try to get some more people um, out there from out there, and uh, you know, give us an update. Here, I, I just had to pull our, a list back up, um, but you know, we you've got the Space Coast, which we mentioned, the Treasure Coast, which is down there around Vero. Uh, I know we had Brian on to talk about the Treasure Coast before, um, the Gold Coast. Of course, you got the Florida Keys, which we haven't really talked about today. Yeah. Um, you've got the Sun Coast, um, the apparently Cultural Coast. I think that's what you just mentioned yeah. in Sarasota, um, and the Nature Coast, which is one we don't talk about uh as much uh we had trouble finding somebody to come on and talk about the nature coast actually yeah uh and then even you got the emerald coast which we have vicky on talking about the emerald yeah. coast up in the panhandle yep. and uh we can't forget about the forgotten coast yeah the forgotten coast <laughs> uh yeah i had to, I look i had to look that up again because i forgot but it refers largely to a largely untouched and uninhabited area of coastline in the panhandle yeah. uh, so just off of the emerald coast uh they got a, they have a bunch of uh, military bases in that area i believe true true yeah yeah bro i mean um wh- what would you recommend uh if if someone from let's say New York wanted to move down here and they wanted to be in a coast. So where would you say, I mean, what would you say is your favorite part, part of the, of Florida? Uh, well, okay. As I, far think, as I think we've, there's, there's one important thing that we haven't talked about and, and that is what kind of waves do you like? Yeah. Do you like, yeah. do you like bigger waves or do you like the more calm and gentle waves? Because the Gulf um, is going to have the smaller, more gentle waves. Um, so definitely if you got small children, like when our son was small, we like taking him to, to that because the waves were not as intimidating, intimidating for him. It was easier for him to get in the water and play and stuff. But if you want bigger waves, more action and more tide changing and moving, then maybe the East coast is the place to go. And especially if you want to surf, uh, you can surf on the East coast of Florida. It depends on the area. Um, but if you want to surf, definitely the East coast. So I think that's a big factor too, is what, what kind of wave sizes do you like? Exactly. I I think, yeah, you're absolutely well. The Gulf coast is, uh, is more of a calmer, more flat. Whereas, you know, Atlantic coast has larger swells and waves (laughs) that are a mile high. Yep. Well, and I think this is an important consideration too, and something that that we both like about Central Florida is we can go to either one. Now, yeah, we're not we're not ten or fifteen minutes from the beach, right. but in you know an hour to an hour and a half, we can be on either coast. True. Um, so you know we have literally been like, hey, we're going to have a beach day. We're going to go to Cocoa Beach, and we check the weather app, and we're like, oh, it's thunderstorm and pouring all all day over right. there. We headed the other direction and went to Clearwater, and it's beautiful sunny day. You know, you don't, you can't do that if you live in Cocoa Beach, 
because then it's going to be three hours to get to the other exactly. coast. Exactly. Um, but that's that's an advantage of living here is you know what kind of vibe do we want for our True. beach day, and you know what's the weather doing, and then we decide yeah. where we. Well, want to go. I would say normally East Coast. The even if you're talking about water temperatures, if you plan on going into the water anyways, the East Coast usually stays pretty consistent with like seventy degrees, eighty degrees in the summer, seventy degrees in the winter. Whereas the West Coast, it yeah. could get down to like fifty degrees in the water, whereas it could be as high as ninety. So it also depends on the the uh the temperature drops that you get on both sides so if you like you know cooler waters and stuff i would say you know then the west coast would be your best spot yep yeah i think that's a good point too yeah Yeah, man Uh, i think uh i think we're we're here in october now i think beach days are over (laughs) for the year what do you think i wouldn't say completely over it could still be 85 degrees on christmas day (laughs) and we could still hit the beach Uh, I don't know if you well, want hey, to. Especially, especially for you guys that are from up north, uh, you guys can handle the cold water. I can't handle the cold no. water. If, if the water's under under seventy five degrees, I'm not getting in. <laughs> I mean, the- but so for me, the beach days are over. But you, here's here's another thing. Again, going back to Central Florida or for for the South Floridians, right. um, of course, it stays more temperate there. It's warmer, so you have more beach days if you live in South Florida or for us here in Central Florida. We just got to drive a little bit further, yeah. you know, maybe drive three hours down to Fort Lauderdale or something yep. like that. You can still have a beach day. I know we had a beach day in February a couple of years ago yeah. down in Fort Lauderdale. We went down there, had a condo and it was, man, it was beautiful. Yeah, it's, and it was cool coming out of winter too, to be like, all right, beach day in February. Yeah, I know, right? It's, <laughs> who, who up in the Northeast, the North Midwest where can say, hey, I'm going to the beach in February. No one. You got to come down to Florida to go right. to the beach in February. Right. I don't know, man. Those those guys are crazy. I've been to Disney resorts in December, and those Canadians are in the water. They're in, <laughs> They're the, in pools, the pools, man. They can handle it. Those guys are built different. They are I don't built know what different. It is. <laughs> they are built different. They say fifty degrees, man. That's summer weather for us. <laughs> right. Yep. All right, man. Anything else you want to add on the coasts? I'm sh- I'm sure we're going to try to get I, some I think, more people on here on the coasts, and uh, they can talk to I, more about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's it. We we need to revisit our um our coasts. Uh, maybe maybe for you guys there newer listeners um go back and check out our uh, florida coast episode from way back in the early days and you know what maybe we'll pull it back up and republish that as a bonus episode for you guys and i want to get back to uh to maybe trying to find some folks to come on the show and talk about those different coasts because there were a few of them uh like the forgotten coast that we never hit up so we'll go back to those uh forgotten coasts and and hit that episode up again other than that man i think this has been a great show it was fun uh let's wrap it up here if you guys have any questions though of course mo's going to tell you how to reach us. all right we want to hear from you you can reach us on our moving to florida show hotline by dropping a voicemail or texting us to 407-900-5859 or drop us a dm on facebook or instagram at moving to florida show and for twitter our handle is at moving to fl show if you'd like to connect with us if you have any questions or if you need a realtor here in florida you can reach us at moving to florida show at gmail.com be sure to subscribe to the show if you like our content so to automatically download to your device and get you one step closer to moving to florida